The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC on Attack. Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? Yeah, and Deshaun's tweeting again. Too bad AJ can't say it, see it. Hey, let's do this. It's a Thursday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And the Blitz is on for a Thursday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe with me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon, AJ Hoffman, Chocolate Braveheart, Aaron Raybould, Lord Voldemort. If you want to get in today, 713-780, ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. If Aaron likes it, he'll read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is blitzed, at Degenerates975. You can text the show, you know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975, no matter how you're listening. Thanks for tuning in on a Thursday. Let's have some fun today. What's happening, Hoffman? Sports and stuff, man. What's going on with you? No, not much. A lot more stuff than sports today. Yeah, but, yeah it's, a, it's a stuffy day. <laughs> not yeah. really. Eh. It's a Deshaun-y day, and I, I know we're all tired of talking about it, but... Why? How can you talk about it? You can't see his tweets. I, uh, no, I can't. I, <laughs> listen, man, I didn't think... Like I, I, I've never uh, claimed to be um, a big Texans fan, or really. You know, I know a lot of people have given me grief for for stuff like that. I'm a fan of Deshaun Watson. Like I, I think the guys, I, I think he's a great player. I, I think that he, he's. I mean, obviously, he's a winner. I, I love, I loved what he did in college. I was excited for the franchise when they drafted him. I think I'm out on him. Like, I didn't think I could get to that point where I'd be like, whatever, dude. I, I don't care about you. I don't like him. I don't like the way this is being handled. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the, the, the fact he still hasn't met with the, the coach in person. Uh, there's just a lot of it that I'm, I'm just grossed out by. And it's, I get you've got to play hardball to get what you want. I, I'm to the point where if I'm the Texans, I, I just tell him, Sorry, bro. You're here. This is the team that you signed to play for. You have two options. You either play for us or you retire. And see how that goes. Yeah, I I still would just find the best deal. And if it's good enough, great. And if it's not, then I would The do problem that. is I don't know what the best deal out there would be because you gave me a list of three teams to choose from. So there might be a better deal out there that I don't know about. And that that doesn't sit right with me. You say that all the time about negotiation. You want to make sure you can get the most possible, right? Yep. And when you've only got three teams bidding, you're not going to get the best offer possible. So uh, apparently, according to Dan Graziano about an hour ago, per sources, Watson met with David Culley last Friday. Now, why Graziano is now like it's just now making the rounds a week later when you know we have our own media that probably should have been you know one of those. One of those guys over on 610 probably should have had the news about a week ago. I don't know if there's truth to it, but that's the tweet that he sent out about an hour ago. He met he met with David Coley and said, I still want out. Yeah, I, I don't mean to disparage David Coley, but I'm not sure that there's much that guy could say to me that would make me want to stay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I, I, I'm just happy to be here. This is one of 32 jobs. Yeah, no, nobody nobody <laughs> expected this to happen. Uh, no, nobody expected David Culley to come in and say some magic word to Deshaun, and it, I, I don't I don't think that's the case. So it's it, you know it's not it's not what I was expecting. It's not what happened, obviously. But you you either want out or you don't. So if you want out, waive your no trade clause. Period. Let's stop talking about it until then. And if if you're saying, well, I'm not going to do that, I'll only get traded to certain teams, and I just say, okay, we'll get ready to start the season with us. You're going to be a Houston Texan, or you're going to be fined the first day of training camp. First day of mini camp, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, let, that, those are your options, Deshaun. Yeah, so uh, 
for those of you who are blocked, AJ. Yeah. Loyalty is everything. Don't you ever, all caps, forget it. That's today's cryptic tweet that we're all left to try to figure out what the hell it is. Well, you know what it is. It's a guy who's uh, who's who's being a child, who's being a baby. That's true. We- and I, di- I didn't expect this from Deshaun. I, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't, I, I, it's almost like a diva, petty nonsense. Like, you, I just expected Deshaun to be above that, and he's not. It's obvious that he's not. And you can defend all you want that the Texans are a crappy organization. I don't blame him for wanting out. I don't either. But if you want out, you've got to make concessions too because you have no leverage. They own the rights to your football. They own the football that you're going to play with. So don't think that you can like bully them into giving you to the Jets. The Texans don't have to because the truth of it is Everyone says, well, how's that going to look for the Texans? Are, is their reputation going to be damaged further? No, no. Like, do you think, well, what are, what are free agents going to think? What are free agents think about the Texans right this minute? <laughs> Patrick Creighton and I got into this last night. They don't, the, the, the Texans are no longer a viable free agent destination. The Texans are a team that if they, they're like the Lions or the Raiders or the Browns for all those years, if they want a free agent the way that they're going to have to get him is to wildly overpay. So that's the only thing that, that's going to well, work. Well, guess what? Money. Guess what they've been doing already? Exactly. Wildly overpaying. they were doing it for their own guys. Yeah, yeah. So the Texans, in for going forward, will be a team built of their own draft picks and guys that they have to wildly overpay for. That's not changing if or if not Deshaun Watson is here. It's not. It's not going to change because – no one now is going to say, oh, I want to come play with Deshaun because it's obvious Deshaun doesn't even want to be here. So you can't sully their reputation any further than it's been sullied. We sat here and said they're the worst run organization in the NFL, if not all of sports. There's no going downhill from that. So, And then from an on-field standpoint, you say, well, what are the Texans going to do? They're just going to let Deshaun sit and they're going to run, you know, some Josh McCown or someone out there. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? You finish four and 12. Guess what? Deshaun did that. So there's no, there's no, there's no secret thing that says, well, the Texans there, this is going to really, really hurt them. If they don't do this, the Texans have already put themselves in a point at a point where they're almost like a nothing to lose kind of team. Like except games. Right, but they like. There's no way they can lose the reputation. There's no way they can. I mean, I guess you can lose more games on the field, but that only helps your organization. There's really nothing you can tell them at this point that's going to make them go, "Oh, well that that changes my mind about everything." Uh, you know what? It it is in our best interest. I I really think they're they're like a uh, it, it, they're battered into this position where. Oh, what do I have to lose? I, I mean, I, I'm I'm going to stand my ground, and if if I'm the Texans, that's to me, unless like you, we've discussed, you can get a wild offer, but I I, I think to, in order to get the best offer, you have to have Deshaun wave as no trade. I, I don't think that's going to happen either, and I'm so I'm not dealing with a bidding war between just three teams. Sorry, so I would say either retire or get ready to play with us or wave your no trade. That there's the options. And if he waves to no trade, I'd try to find the best deal possible. And if I'm still not wowed, I say, well, market wasn't right for you, Deshaun. Get ready to play with us. And if he doesn't play with them, cool. Josh McCown, grab your helmet. Get ready to go out there and start charging Deshaun money for every mini camp, every practice, every preseason game, every regular season game, all of it. Let it pile up on him until Deshaun comes out and says, you know what? I just want to play football. That's all I care about is playing football. And he'll, he might not say he's sorry, but he'll basically come with his tail tucked and he'll play football. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the opinion that even if, if it's only those three teams, it's kind of like when you go to, um, you know, rich people go to an auction. You don't need 10 people bidding. You just need those two bidding against each other and raising that sign 
and uh, and go in a little bit more. So I, I don't know that that's as big an issue as, as you're making it because I think with the, if those three teams really start bidding against each other and it gets silly, you don't need 10 teams bidding because you're going to have – there's always going to be one guy who puts the sign up first and then never does it again because the money gets to be too much. Sure. So, so I, I mean – But you never know who those three t- – the three big spenders are until you until you put all of the spenders in the room, right? Yeah, but a lot of them, you know, it depends on what they want, right? It's not not everybody bids on everything. So I, I'm I'm okay with it if if those three teams are willing to pay the price I want. And if they're not, I keep them. Just say, all right, you know, sorry, they didn't they didn't offer enough. You're here. I mean, what if the Texans have already gotten an offer? You, know, I'm sure they have, and they're saying we're not even taking calls. I I think that's a lie. I I believe that's a lie as well. So let's say the the 49ers have offered something, you know, that's better than any of these other teams is willing to offer. Well, that's where you go to them and say, all right, teams, I have an offer better than what you've done. Do you really want the guy? And if they say no, and you go back to Deshaun and say, look, San Francisco's it, or you're here. That's it. That, well, that's, that's, a fair, that's a fair option as well. I mean, that's I, – I, I don't think one has now, to – Now, what happens if that team that makes that offer is – uh, give me a, a a random effed up franchise. It, it, let's say that it's Detroit who makes that off. Well, same thing. I tell him, hey, if you want out, here we go. Here's it's the Detroit. Deal. And yeah. if he says no, okay, well, you're here. That's yeah. that's your choices. And, and one doesn't have to exclude the other. You can take offers and try to get one that works for you and just tell him, hey, you take it or you stay. It's that simple. It's obvious Deshaun is playing hardball. What people don't realize is the Texans are they're built for hardball in this situation. They hold the cards. This is they're built for they're in position to play hardball. It's just I don't trust them to do it. They don't know well, what I don't know doing. that they'll do it the right way, but they don't have to cower to Deshaun's wants or no. wishes or desires or demands. They don't have to. And that's I think kind of what Deshaun may be forgetting. Yeah, I, I again, I think he's just following the playbook that his agent lined out for Jalen Ramsey to get out, and so that's what he's doing. But, but did Jalen Ramsey say there's three teams I'll go to? Well, but he hasn't said that. Those are reports that people say he said that, which means his agent said that, which those reports also came out about Jalen Ramsey. Oh, he, he would take a trade to these teams, uh, which he didn't have a no trade, but and it worked out for him. I mean, Rams are a much better situation. Sure. But I think you can... Deal with Deshaun by saying by getting the best deal, and if he doesn't want to go, okay, well you're here. That's it. There's no reason to say, well you're here, and not try to try to get a deal. I think you can do both. All right, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is the Blitz. The Blitz. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And we're joined now by one of the biggest names when it comes to uh, bracketology. I think the biggest name. Oh, certainly. Without a doubt. Joe Lenardi joins us. Joe, how you doing, man? Thanks, fellas. Happy to be on. Joe, are there any games going on tonight that have a, a big impact on, on how the brackets uh, would, would stack up long-term? Is there any really important games going on tonight? Yeah, I would actually argue that this is one of the biggest nights of the regular season thus far. You know, we're close enough to the end where you can – really see the needle move one way or another. And one of them, ironically, is in Houston, uh, where uh, the Cougars have scheduled, uh, uh, you know, kind of a late-season non-conference game against Western Kentucky. And, I mean, it's not going to impact whether or not Houston goes to the tournament. It could tweak their seed, I suppose. But this is all about Western Kentucky having an opportunity to play their way in to at-large consideration if they don't win conference USA. The Hilltoppers have a lottery pick in the middle by the name of Charles Bassey, and if the local fans there haven't caught his act, uh, it's worth a tune-in just for that. Uh, he's one of those, you know, big, in-the-middle guys that, like, they don't grow anymore. 
they just don't really exist outside a handful of programs. And uh, I'll be anxious to see how Kelvin Sampson and company defend him, given that defense is Houston's calling card and, and the backboard is their calling card. I expect Houston will win the game, but uh, they're going to get a real test tonight. I have to imagine these teams, like Minnesota's an interesting team to me, like a, a team that is very good at home. I don't know how you guys view them overall, but I mean they they have a lot of success at home, not as good on the road, and then they get they're shorthanded tonight against a bad team. Could a loss like this kind of knock Minnesota out? Well, Minnesota, you say they're not as successful on the road. That's probably being kind. They're zero ten, <laughs> yeah, away from home at this point. Uh, and and you're right. Uh, they are running out of opportunities to win away from home. Uh, Cal, one of their top players, is out, as you say. And if Minnesota were to lose tonight uh, or their next outing, and, you know, their team's knocking on the door. Stanford, one of the first teams out, plays Oregon at home tonight. That would be a terrific win for the Cardinals. I think the odds are pretty good that when our new bracket comes out tomorrow morning, uh, that the Gophers are going to be on the wrong side of the bubble. And, and I, I mean, you mentioned that uh, the, the Oregon-Stanford game. Uh, I, th- I think a, a pretty crippling matchup last night for Seton Hall to lose to Butler. Uh, I mean, and Seton Hall may be another team that goes from the right side of things to the wrong side tomorrow. Yeah, I, I think Seton Hall is going to survive uh, for the moment. There were three bubble teams last night, three close to the bubble teams, Indiana, Seton Hall, and Xavier, which is, in my view, the weakest of the bunch, both from a resume and a personnel standpoint. Uh, and they all lost. So the, the, the only good news with that is, you know, sometimes if they all lose, they end up treading water instead of one sinking away from the others, right? Like, you know, they all fall a little bit instead of one of them falling a lot. And, and that was kind of the case last night. So at this very moment, the, of the last four in three of them are Big East teams, uh, Seton Hall, Xavier, and UConn, uh, which is trying to get healthy and, and, and get consistent here down the very end. There, there are very few teams in the country that lost as many days of the season than UConn. They, 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 they've had so many pauses, uh, both preseason and in season. So, you know, not all of these Big East teams, for instance, are going to make it, if only because they're likely to start playing each other in a week in a conference tournament, and then we will see some teams get knocked out. Uh, some of these blue bloods I want to address, and first I'll, I'll talk about North Carolina, who lost last night in a game that they didn't have to play, and seemingly there there was no real upside to them winning. And they end up losing to a, a pretty bad Marquette team, and now I, I feel like they've got to be taking a, a, a dive in those rankings. And they've got a, a game against Florida State coming up, which is obviously huge for them. And then it may be a, a game with them and Duke at the end of the season that decides which one of these traditional powers is is going and which one's staying home. Yeah, I almost can't imagine a regular season finale in which they're playing for a, a bid as opposed to playing for, like, a number one seed. Uh <laughs> you almost think we've had a strange year or something. <laughs> uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, when, when I look at that last night, I mean, it, it, it just seems like it was a misfit from the start in terms of scheduling the game. Uh, but I, I, I think it has to be said, like, between us, Roy Williams and I have won about 850 games. <laughs> and three national championships, and he has all of them. So far be it for me. If he thinks what his guys needed instead of a week off was another game to, to stay like in, in the groove with the momentum that they had, I believe him. It just didn't turn out very well. Uh, as it turns out, what his guys really needed was a night off because they took one during the game. <laughs> right. And, uh, you, you know, Marquette is average, and, you know, for them it was kind of like their tournament game, if you will, and they played that way, and good for them. Uh, you know, they, their kids want to smile, too. Uh, so Carolina loses the seed line from that day. 
climbed all the way from the bubble to a number nine. Now I have him as a ten. Uh, heading into tonight's games, they'll they'll stay there more than likely. And you're right. If 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 they get hammered by Florida State and then they they run up against red hot surging Duke at the end, they could find. Like, can you imagine a first four game that includes North Carolina? Oh, that'd be like. Would they even would they even allow that? I don't know. I, I think that's a great question. Uh, Michigan State and Kentucky both currently on the outside looking in. Michigan just or Michigan State just got by far their biggest win of the season against Illinois. They uh, they they looked really good in that game, and they have a chance to top it tonight. Is there a realistic path to Michigan State or Kentucky working their way back in to to safety? I would say very real for Michigan State, and next to invisible still for Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's still like eight and thirteen or something, right? Like. Like, at some point, you know, I understand strict records are not the top priority this year in terms of evaluating teams because of the disparity in the number of games and the goofy non-conference and all that. But, I mean, you know, 8-13 is still 8-13. And, uh, yeah, right now Michigan State, number 77 for me. So that puts them one away from the quote-unquote official bubble. And if they win, they'll certainly be next four out, maybe even a little better. They won't be in the field if they beat Ohio State tonight. But uh, they'll be a realistic fact. In fact, maybe we should make all these teams the first four. <laughs> Carolina, Duke, Michigan State, and Kentucky. I'm, I'm for that, Joe. Uh, I'm, I'm for that <laughs> every, every year, actually. <laughs> there might be somebody at CNT or Turner who's thinking, man, that Lenardi's a good idea. We should get, we should get that going. Uh, Ohio State coming off a loss uh, and Illinois coming off a loss. I think they're the two teams people are talking about is taking that last one seed. Um, and, and obviously, we just mentioned Ohio State ha- has Michigan State tonight and I- Illinois uh, against Nebraska, a little easier contest. But uh, do, do you feel like one of those teams has a, an inside track? And could it literally come down to that last regular season game uh, where Illinois is at Ohio State, and maybe that decides who who the front runner is. I mean, obviously, conference tournaments have to matter, but who the front runner is for that that one seed? Yeah, I mean, a, another competitor for it, Alabama. They they took it on the chin last night at Arkansas. Not a bad loss per se, but you know, not the kind of loss you can have if you're in contention to be a one, um, and and you're not a lock one. You, you're still trying to climb the charts, if you will. Yeah, I think it could come down to that last game. Uh, I have Ohio State certainly with the inside track because they've already beaten Illinois once, and that was at Illinois. And now it looks like uh, DeSumo is going to miss the rest of the regular season with a broken nose for Illinois. Uh, suffered last night. So, yeah, I would say, or in their last game, excuse me, I, I don't think... It, like, if you, if you stuck me to a lie detector, I think the number one seed line two weeks from now is going to look exactly the way it looks right now. Last question before we let you go. Joe Lenardi, ESPN Bracketologist, on the program with us. Joe, do you, do you think that they will punish teams who don't participate in their conference championships? I know there's been a lot of discussion about whether or not teams that are, are basically lock-at-large teams, if they're even going – like, if Western Kentucky were to get a win tonight – and they sat out their tournament. Would would team would the would the the committee punish those teams who sat out, uh, whether by seeding or something like that? It, do you think that would happen? They probably won't, uh, but they absolutely should, in my view. Uh, and and hear me on this, because I don't want to be uh, taken as somebody who's not sympathetic to the pandemic. I, I mean, I mean, this whole notion of a season has been uncomfortable to me personally from the start. And having seen up close what some of these kids and their coaches are going through really makes you wonder. But, I mean, we made that decision in November, okay? And we've come this far now mostly because the kids want to play and the grown-ups want to count the money, okay? And both things are true. Uh, and, And we've even had high-level competition, and despite unbalanced scheduling, a great deal of competitive integrity. 
And I think that goes out the window once you start manipulating tournament bids and tournament seating. So if I were in the committee room and a conference didn't have a full field for its conference tournament and I wasn't able to penalize them this year, I would take away their automatic bids next year. Or if a team snuck in, it really would have no business getting in because the Houston or somebody doesn't play in their conference championship. I might accidentally forget to send them their revenue unit. Uh, it would get lost in the mail. Uh, and to Kelvin Sampson's credit, he's made it very clear because Houston doesn't have really anything to gain. He's like, well, there's a conference tournament and a championship of the conference we're in. And that means we're going to show up and try and win that championship because that's what we do, and he should be applauded for that. And uh, I don't really have time for others who don't think that way right now. All right, that's Joe. Not Lee. after everything they've done to play all of their other games, right? Yeah. Like it it, 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 it was just as risky earlier. So like now we can't all of a sudden go. I have a hangnail. I'm just not buying it. And I know I sound. I, I know how that sounds. Um, and I don't mean to be respectful to this horrible pandemic, but they're not saying this for medical reasons. So I'm not going to buy it as a medical reason. All right. That's Joe Lenardi, ESPN bracketologist. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time with us here in Houston today, Joe. And, uh, and I know you've got a busy time coming up, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hope to hear from you again soon, man. You bet. All right. Thank you. That's Joe Lenardi. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Boy, he felt like he didn't want to want to leave. I know he was I, having I, fun. I, I, he had a hard out, and I was like trying to let him get the hard out. But I, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut the guy off. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance, uh, guys. You want to save money on your homeowner's insurance? Nobody wants to overpay for things like that. Well, good news, TGS doesn't want you to overpay for stuff like that. So what they've done is they've created a system to make it very easy to make sure you're not overpaying. All you got to do is text the word money. 23, 23, 23. They'll reply back, ask for your address. You send that back. In 15 seconds, you'll have a full and firm insurance quote right there in your text. And if you if you could save money, great. I had to check because I didn't know what I was paying. Turns out I saved over $1,000 a year with TGS. Uh, the average customer saving $900 a year. Uh, you could save more than that. I know a guy saving $2,600. And if, it's, if there's no savings for you, okay, no harm, no foul. You could delete the text and forget you ever sent it. All it took you was 15 seconds out of your life. Why not give it a shot? Text the word money to 232323. See what you could be saving on your homeowner's insurance with TGS Insurance. But one thing they don't do is play about me. My homeboy Tyler, he playing South Beach. He told me this summer he gonna fix my jumper. I told Boy Wonder that we might got a thumper. I've been trying to pop, now I'm on like Shumper. To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. Administration of employee benefits is a hassle. Let HRP eliminate those burdens and save you money. Visit hrp.net today. This book of Taylor with Brad Gilmore. Money is power, and Boost Mobile is here to help you keep more of it. For a limited time, switch to Boost Mobile and get three lines of unlimited talk and text, plus 35 gigs of LTE data for just $30 per month per line. That's right, 30 bucks a month per line for unlimited talk and text, plus 35 gigs of high-speed data, all on America's largest 5G network for less. Stop by a Boost Mobile store today to get started. Restrictions apply, guys. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind in my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. He was in denial. And when I got those letters from the IRS, you wanted to act like they didn't exist. Finally, Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima got me a settlement with the IRS. These people are really people-friendly. It was every bit of a new lease on life for me. The fast action and the great results made Dan head spin. I felt like I was in a dream, but it's real, and I have paperwork to prove it. They got the job done, and life is good. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. If you're worried about what's going to happen with the IRS, stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. 
testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. John Granada here for Chastain Ford, the Ford Truck Experts. I joined the Chastain Ford family, and I want to tell you, it was one of the best decisions and best experiences that I've had compared to other dealers. And I'm not the only one. Reputation.com is named Chastain Ford, one of the top 100 dealerships in the country based on online customer reviews, and that's a big deal. Chastain Ford values your time and your business. Go check them out. ChastainFord.com. That's ChastainFord.com. Chastain Ford, Houston's best kept secret. See him at ChastainFord.com. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN's your number. We'll get back to Deshaun in just a second, but a, a hockey pick for the people tonight. We're on a 5-1-1 streak. Uh, over in Carolina, Tampa 6 is the number. Um... Computer says there should be 6.89 goals in this game. So, um, feel pretty good about this one. We'll, we'll call it a, a solid two and a half star. How's that? That's good news. Yeah. So, uh, and very confident right now. I was four and one last night on hoops. Nice. Nice. After a, a four and oh day before that. So, it's I'm on a good run myself. Well, getting back to Deshaun Watson, I was, I was talking about this on Twitch, but I, I did uh, Fox 26 with Nate Griffin this morning. And I was, I basically said the same stuff I say here. This is the dumbest franchise in sports, and it's all happened sure. since Easter. And you give, you use all your good stuff on the television. Well, no, it's the same stuff I've said here. I know, but now many we're times. It, now we're getting it secondhand. Well, Great. you've heard it before. I mean, I, I, see, that was firsthand. There you go. But uh, yeah, you've heard it before. <laughs> but apparently, uh, I, I kind of ruffled some feathers. I think so. Uh, I guess they're not used to that on TV, that those hot radio takes that we do so well, or not necessarily well, but that we do. 713-780-ESPN. And I, I, I do think that in the case of Deshaun, I think people are starting to turn on him a little bit. I mean, I think they're getting a little fed up. And, I mean, it is, it's beyond childish what he's doing, right? I mean... And and everybody, and there are people who are saying like this is the future of the league. Players having input, like that. This is the misnomer that Deshaun didn't have input. They told him you can have a say in, in like, well, basically we value your opinion on the GM and coaching hire, and they hired someone that he, that wasn't one of the guys that he recommended. They didn't. They never said Deshaun. You can pick the next GM and head coach. They, they maybe should have. Yeah. But I don't believe, because, but here's the deal. No organization should ever or would ever say that. Like, I, I don't think, I don't believe that's real. I don't believe there's an organization. I mean, maybe outside of LeBron James saying, hey, LeBron, pick a coach, which I do believe has happened in his career oh, yeah, multiple yeah. times. But I, in the NFL, I, I've never heard of such a thing ever. Nor do I expect to anytime soon. Uh, well, I mean, you, same things happen in Seattle with Russell Wilson. So, you know that. I mean, it's the exact same thing. He wants say, yeah, and he wasn't happy that they they fired his offensive coordinator, and now now he's threatening to. to I want to be traded, and I'm not saying that his situation is any uh, any more or less ridiculous, but. I mean, at least Russell Wilson's won a freaking Super Bowl. I feel like, okay, like, we're talking about a guy who's not even done with his rookie contract. Right. And he expects to have some kind of say like that. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But also, I'm I'm not letting Russ Wilson decide whether or not Pete Carroll's the head coach here tomorrow. I, I, just, I can't do that as an organization. You can't let – that's Pandora's box is what it is. Pandora's pretty hot. Right. But we – so in the in the – in the NBA, we, we agree that we've seen this with LeBron. Where else have we seen it? Who else has gotten to say, this is the guy I want? And that's just who it was. Not that, like, okay, well, we'll consider him. It's just, this is the guy I want, and that's who it is. I don't know that I've ever seen it. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. I'm sure that there's been times where 
guys have tried to do that. Oh, sure. And and maybe they've gotten the same. Maybe they haven't. But I'd really have to go study it a lot closer. Uh, but in this case, I mean, the, I, I Deshaun's not LeBron James. No. So it's easy to say, well, yeah, LeBron James did that. He's LeBron James. You're not. And I know, I know. Uh, you know, Dabo Swinney thinks he's the the Michael Jordan of football. I, I get that, but you're that's down the road. You're you're about six rings shy of that before you're the Michael Jordan of football. So I, I'm. I don't understand if if Deshaun really thought he was just going to be able to pick the guys he wanted. He's kind of delusional. Well, I I, I think the more that he does this, you know, subtweeting and cryptic crap, I think the more we realize yeah, maybe this guy's not as bright as we thought he was. And maybe he shouldn't have that kind of say. But then again, look what Cal McNair's done making those decisions. I mean, I don't trust him either. So could it have been worse if they'd gotten to Sean's guys? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think it could be any worse. And I, man, I, I like Deshaun a lot. I really do. And I, I don't like how he's handled this. I've, I've said all along, I think it's very, very immature. Yeah. And people got mad at me when I was saying that when he first started doing it. Now everybody's like, ah, I'm kind of out on the guy. I'm not there. But if he at least met with David Colley, then good for him. I mean, I, I think you can fix a lot of things just by sitting down and talking. And and maybe you sit down and talk and say, hey, you know what? I'm out of here anyway. You're a nice guy. You're very grandfatherly. You know, uh, I, I like that you got one of 32 jobs. And, you know, but I'm not playing for you. Yeah. Nothing personal. So maybe and, maybe Deshaun learned this from Bill O'Brien, my way or the highway. Grab, grab whatever power you can when you can. I guess. How'd that work out for Bill O'Brien? Well, it worked out really well up until it didn't. Until it didn't. Yeah. Until he got the knife in his back. Yeah. Uh, Denzel says, if Watson signed that deal and the team traded him next season to a crappy team, it would be okay. But since the player wants out, it's not. This can't work one way. Except, yes, it can. That's exactly how NFL contracts are written because that's what collective what was collectively bargained between the NFL Players Association and the NFL. The players decided that other things were more important than two-way contracts so that's these are what nfl contracts are well maybe we're misinterpreting this latest cryptic tweet aj i i this has nothing to do with that tweet to me because i didn't even see it well i know (laughs) but where he said loyalty is everything don't you ever forget it right maybe just maybe he's being loyal to his contract that's what it's about i'm gonna be loyal to my contract i've changed my mind (laughs) i'm going to be loyal to the team that drafted me, and uh, it, you know what? The, the team that, that gave me my, my big second contract, they believed in me. I'm going to be loyal to them. That's over everything. Loyalty. Maybe that's what it means. You're right. Yeah, see, I, I think we're all looking at this the wrong way, and maybe, maybe what happened was he went to one of Easterby's sermons over the weekend, and he was, he was blown away by it, and he wants to be loyal now. One fish, two fish. That's a red fish. Yeah, one of those. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, there's fish involved. That's all I know. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I mentioned that this morning too. It's like, when, when was the last time we heard from this guy? It was him talking about fish. And yeah, you know, funny and, right there. And, and you know what else is funny, Jack? It is, I mean, you have an open invitation to come on this show and defend yourself. I mean, I'm happy to. I'm happy to have a conversation with. I promise not to make fun of one fish, two fish, unless you earn it. Okay, I'm going to make fun of that, but you know what? In a nice way, it's going to be friendly and funny. And I'd love for you to come on and defend yourself on this show. I, I will be more than fair with you. So, all right, uh, I'll tell you who else is more than fair, at least with you, not with those insurance companies. My man, lawyer Dave, what's up, buddy? You know what, Blitzers? I'm Lawyer Dave. My last name means axe maker. So I'm going to chop those guys down the sides for trying to screw you around and not give you the money you deserve when you get hurt in any kind of an accident anywhere. Industrial, 18-wheeler, slip and fall, medical malpractice, call me, 713-626-8900. 
and I'll help you out. Well, let's say you get an axe injury and you go to the hospital to get it fixed and the doctors screw up. What happens then? <clears throat> we tee them up. We say, hey, sir, uh, you didn't take very good care of this patient, and now they don't have a leg anymore. So let's talk about you paying my client money to take care of him the rest of his life. That's what we do. Yeah, and you don't charge a dime for consultations. You don't get paid until they win. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you're based here in Houston, but you practice all over the state, right? You got that right. <clears throat> in fact, I'm going out to Beaumont tomorrow. I got a case out there I'm going to deal with. And then as soon as I can get to El Paso, I don't know if it's unfrozen yet, but I got to get out there too for another one. So east, west, north, and south. I'm there for you, Blitzers. Anytime, day or night, they answer the phone here at 626-8900. You can find me through my friend Fred. He knows where I am all the time. Or lawyerdave.com is my email, lawyerdave, at lawyerdavelaw is my Twitter handle. I'm there for you guys. And if they need somebody to drop the axe, what do they do? They had better dial Dave. You need a taste of your own medicine. Cause I'm sick to death of swallowing. Watch me take the wheel like you, not feel like you. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Uh, somebody was thanking for the hockey pick and really wants to, know if it, wants to know if the two and a half stars is based on a five-star system. Yes. I've had two five-star plays this year. One was an over, one was an under. They both hit. But I don't have one of those today. This is just... One that I feel pretty good about. Beaumont Todd, so what happens when Deshaun get, doesn't get traded, shows up so he doesn't get fined, but dogs in on the field to force to trade, then the Texans won't get anything back for him in that trade. You can't dog it in the NFL. It's not like James Harden going out there and loafing and showing right, up and fat. Like, you will get hurt. Like, and it's, and I, I, I will say this. I can't see Deshaun Watson ever half-assing it. Even either, I don't think it's in his DNA. You no, know, even if he's even if he's mad. But that said, I didn't I didn't think this was Deshaun either. No, I didn't, and you know, and I think so much of this too is like he can he's going to be able to play victim a little bit and say I never said I wanted to be traded. You know, uh, I, I think that's part of it, and and I I just think that's I just think it's very immature and it's disappointing. But I mean, I, I get I don't blame him, and I and I think all of this started with the NBA. And, and guys having that kind of power. And, and I think if I'm a quarterback and I look at that and I say, you know what, I, I should have that kind of say too. And I would just point out to them, the next time you sign a contract, which will be a while because you just signed it five months ago, mm-hmm. get it put in your contract. That's simple. And um, somebody else asked, uh, said, if a moron took over ESP in 97.5 and made it nearly impossible to put out the product you wanted to put on the air, how fast would you guys want to bail? You mean like if we had a program director that was, um, uh, never mind. Uh, listen, it, it it doesn't matter. I can't like if I want if I wanted to bail or not, I, I wouldn't be able to because I signed a contract. I'd bail as soon as my contract ended. If that were the case, that's that's now, how contracts now, work. I'd I'd ask to get out of it, and if they sure. said no, guess what? All right, I'm sticking with it. So, and that means through the end of next year. That's that's life. If they flip it to a Christian station, for instance, and I'm asked to host the Jack Easterby hour, I would be like, dude, this is not for me. It's probably you probably need to get somebody in here who understands uh, Dr. Seuss a little better. Um, like, nope, you have to do it. You're under contract. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah. So, Jack, uh, a shout out to the fishes. Um, when you're crip walking on water, is that the. Uh, uh, I mean, what kind of souls are on your shoes or what kind of soul is in you? I don't know. I'm just curious. Could you tell me? Yeah. <laughs> ben says I'd actually listen to an Easter B hour. Uh, all you gotta do is watch Joel Osteen, right? Yeah. I mean, that same thing or Kenneth Copeland. I, I think Kenneth Copeland's a better example because he's the one blowing away the Rona. It's very much like shouting out to a fish. I think so. Yeah, I'm, for the record, I'm so tired of 
the whole Deshaun mess. I am too. But, but it, I mean, it continues it, to. It, it's not going anywhere until they make a trade. And then, even then, it's not going to go anywhere because then we're going to evaluate all the guys they got. It, it, and, okay, was, was was this really worth it? Because, okay, they got four draft picks, but, boy, two of these picks really suck. One guy, I don't know where the hell that came from. You know, one guy's Kevin Johnson. I mean, it's you're not going to know for a while. But I, I I do love a train wreck. It's just this one's been wrecked for so long. You know what this is? It, this is watching the Tiger Woods crash all day, every day, again and, and again. again and again. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Texans have crashed. This is a yeah. the, the big crash, and we're just like the, the Deshaun thing is just it's one broken leg uh, that, that came out of that car crash. I mean, it's just one piece of the puzzle. Uh, but guess what, leg? You can't just decide I'm not going to be a part of you anymore. No gonna put a steel rod in there and stick you to this leg forever for the rest of the body you know what this is like since we're gonna go with the crash analogy remember that air malaysia flight that disappeared <laughs> yes okay so the crash happened did they find something about that well, one day recently they found uh there was a story that came out about the manifest had some secret thing in it which i i mean i don't know but boy yeah it, the aliens took them i mean there's no doubt <laughs> the the aliens just said, you know what? We need some Malaysians. Um, so let's go. Bye. But I mean that. Remember that whole story was oh, it could be over here, it could be over here. Right. It's like Deshaun could be traded here, he could be traded over here. And there were months of, and people analyzing it. And I was like, dude, the plane's gone. It's disappeared. Until you find it, it's not a story. Until you trade him, it's not a story. It, this would be like if the plane were tweeting cryptic stuff, like. I'm not where you think I am. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, it, it, the, the difference is it feels like all of this drama is still a story because I don't expect him to be traded. You know what I mean? So it's, right now it's more like that plane is, there's smoke coming out of the engines and it's spinning around and it's, it's on its way down. So this is more like the United flight that had to turn around in, in Colorado. Yes, I feel like it's still, until there's a safe landing, it's a story. Yeah, I, because I guess. right now there's two options. There's a safe landing or a massive crash. And everybody dies. Yeah. If it's a massive crash, then it certainly becomes a bigger story than if it's a safe landing. But if it is a safe landing, it's still it's a, it, it's a story, but it's just not as. Oh, my God. But the possibility of the crash is still strong, because if that happens, it's a big story. I'm confused which one's the crash here he i don't know stays or leaves because i mean if they if they get well, this massive deal for him that's not a crash that's a safe landing then yeah okay i mean it's it's a positive outcome for the texans is a safe landing either deshaun bucking up and saying you know what i just want to play ball which i can still see happening i can see the texans not trading him and then he misses some mini camp and, and when it's when it comes time for him to start when it's going to really hurt his pocketbook he says you know what We've worked everything out. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm the quarterback of this team, and he'll be back here playing. To me, that's a safe landing. So, what's a crash? A crash is the Texans trade him for a pile of magic beans. Okay, so like for a, a second round a pick and David Johnson, who they've cut, and somebody else signs him, and they bring him back. Right. Or Deshaun just continues to hold out into the regular season, and and then of course, I mean it's. It's a it, that's almost still the plane spinning around because eventually something's got to give, right? Yeah. No, I mean Deshaun doesn't have the kind of money where he can just sit out an entire season and then say, okay, well, we're ready to do that again next season. Like Deshaun's well, only made the money ne- off his rookie and, and deal. Next year's when it starts really kicking in. Yes. So, uh, so he's missing out on prime years that he won't. You can't really afford. You can't make that up. This is maybe Cal saves it like Sully. Now that's a possibility I hadn't considered. Let me. Land Sully was a quick thinker. This <laughs> plane. Yeah, I feel so, like it'd have to be Janice that would save the plane. I think yeah. Cal is more like the guy. Uh, he's like Denzel's character in Flight, and he's you know he's wasted, and the odds of him actually landing it safely are very low. Now I'm not saying if he does it. It becomes a miracle. But if he turns it upside down, yes, he saves all these people. If he does it and he lands it and he saves everything, then it's a miracle and it's worth making a movie about. But the likelihood <sighs> when you've got a drunk pilot is they just crash and everyone dies. The reason Denzel got a movie made about that guy is because 
that guy actually, he was able to, to survive. But AJ, if you need a miracle, you know who to go to. Cal Mc... Well, Jack. Jack? Yeah, Jack. Jack is the miracle maker. Shout out to the fish. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Oh, man. I, lo- I, I love it when people say something they said is funny. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, Did you hear that, guys? You hear that joke I just told? <laughs> that's funny right there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some. Cal, I would just say Cal is not landing that plane, AJ, not safely. If, if, he's, if he's in the cockpit, you know, Sully would have had that thing landed in, in the water right away. Cal's still trying to read the instructions. Yeah. Was Let there a book? Lower the fla- flaps. Flapster. <laughs> all right. I got to tell you guys about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. You're talking about beautiful windows that that custom made to the to your specs. My wife was able to choose like how big she wanted the upper and lower windows. Uh, how many uh, of the the little divider things she wanted. I mean, it, she got to basically build them herself except without doing any work. She just said, this is what I want. And then they built them themselves. They custom measured and they had them built specifically for my house. They came out and I'm telling you, when I say they did a quick job and they cleaned everything, you couldn't even tell they were there except I got left behind these beautiful windows. So uh, they did a fantastic job at my house. I saved 25% off the entire window package. You can too, because everybody can right now. Uh, and I got a military discount. They offer that. Uh, they've got first responder discounts, cash discounts if you pay it all up front. Uh, just a great company you want to do business with. 832-204-1936. Ask for that 25% off all window packages. Allstate, siding, and windows.com. You don't got to be perfect. You just got to be worthy. Buy this and that, baby girl. You will never have the work again. Time is precious, baby girl. Let's not... This is ESPN 97.5. Real fun sports.